0: Hello, Jonathan. How are you? Good, thanks. And thank you very much for giving me this opportunity to interview you. No worries. Uh,
1: fire away is this eye.
0: Sorry, Jonathan?
1: Fire away is this Okay, perfect. And
0: uh, um, uh, hi, friends. We have uh, one of the renowned hypnotherapists here, Jonathan and uh, let us know more about him. So, Jonathan, how did you get into hypnosis? Um,
1: Yeah, interesting question. Um, And no particularly easy answer, so I'll just have to kind of start at the beginning. I was born um, in August 1975, which makes me 46 now. And at the age of three, so that was in late 1978, um, I should add, I was born whilst my parents were travelling with Gandhi Circus here in England. So at the age of three, I made my performance debut as Britain's youngest um, professional paid circus clown and grew up in the circus performing. Um, That is until I was around around eight years of age, and my mum, who actually came from a non-circus background, wanted me to go to a normal school rather than travelling from town to town to town. And so she insisted that we got a house and I went to a normal school, and that then I only went with the circus, as it were, weekends and school holidays and free time as it were which I did unfortunately I was immediately perceived as the odd one out because I was this person who'd been in the newspapers as a circus clown and so I got bullied and school life was somewhat miserable and Despite the fact that we ended up moving to another town and I went to another school, we thought that would avoid things. But no, I still got bullied. In fact, it got worse over the years. And I personally became very, very depressed. And there was a lot of anger built up towards my um towards my dad because my my logic was that I was getting bullied because I've been a circus clown, but I've been a circus clown because my dad was and I was born on the circus, so it must be his fault, indirectly. That was the child's um, logic or illogic, whichever way you want to look at it. But by this point, I developed, because an audience would clap at the right times or laugh at the right times, I developed a kind of, you, you could, I suppose, could argue, an, an addiction to that attention. Um, some may say love from an audience. And so I still craved that feeling of acceptance, you may say, of um, appreciation, of love. And so I still wanted to perform because that was the outlet through which I, I got those feelings. But by the same token, with this conflict of yes, but it's that that's caused you to be bullied and caused the depression and the bad feelings and stuff. So there's this uh, confusion and conflict, which kind of I say kind of got remedied to a degree. By my logic was I'll stop being a circus clown and then that'll stop being the it'll stop the bullying. So over the years, I'd learned as a hobby. As a performance profession, I got paid as a circus clown, but I used money that I earned to buy magic tricks, conjuring tricks, um, sleight of hand, things like that. And I learned those. So by the time I was kind of nine, I was very adept uh, and skillful at magic. And I could perform several different kinds of magic acts. So what I did was I refused to perform any further as a clown. Uh, and started advertising myself as a magician. So I'd get performances, uh, still get the applause, where it was relevant laughter or shock and amazement, depending on, on what the expected emotional response was. But Because I kind of created that and it was an audience reaction that gave me that feeling of appreciation uh, and love and acceptance and the things that I saw whilst at the same time in my head, I wasn't a clown anymore, so, hey, I was taking control of the situation. However, unfortunately, it didn't stop the bullying because I was still getting in the newspapers Mm. and then getting on the radio and TV and kids can be um, jealous and, you know, there's this nonsense that sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me, which is complete nonsense because, you know, verbal... Attacks can actually have a far deeper and longer lasting um, negative effect. So, rather much as Sigmund fraud, as I nickname him, or Sigmund Freud, as most people would know him, once coined the phrase, I believe, that therapists or all therapists are merely people searching for answers to their own problems. And certainly at that young age, I was. And the answers I lay, of the start of the path, the journey to the answers, lay in the library. And I, by this time, I'd already, with the help of my mum, uh, was a member of the adult library, even though I was only kind of nine or ten. But I'd, I'd, I'd surpassed all the magic books they had. I could already—it was kids' magic books. They were too simple. I was already onto the adult standard. And where those books were, the magic books country section in the adult library to the right of them, literally to the right hand side was the self-help and psychology section. And I saw the spine of one of the books one day and the words on the spine, the name of the book were How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And I saw this and I thought, oh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Read that. Learn how to win friends and influence people. Sounds like that should be able to, you know, influence the bullies and stop them bullying me kind of thing. So I got the book, read it, tried out some of the things, and if anything, it made matters worse. Not because the contents of the book don't work, but because they don't work with children. Um, Uh, You know, I was only sort of 10 at the time. Um, And it's just, that's the short version, that they just don't work with children. Um, I found out in later years, they don't work with adults either if you take it too literally. You know, one of the things in that book is that a person's name is is to them the sweetest word in the world, and that you should use it regularly. Well, I can tell you from personal experience that if you go into a, uh, a licensed premises, a pub, for example, meet somebody you've never met before, and then every every sentence put their name in it, it becomes incredibly annoying and it's more likely to really aggravate them than ingratiate them to you. So, you know, things have to be used in moderation. Anyway, it was the start of the journey into the self-help section. And another time I came across a book uh, Its exact title I forget. I just remember that the author's name was Emil E M I L E C O U E, who coined the phrase "Day by day, in every way, I'm getting better and better." The godfather of positive affirmations. Um, Some may say the godfather of self hypnosis. Um, positive mental programming call it what you will making affirmations uh, stating them in a manner as though it's already happened and is continuing to happen in a positive manner rather than stating things in a manner where it implies that they haven't happened yet and that there might be some kind of obstacle or difficulty along the way that you've got to overcome to make it happen no they were always phrased as though it's already happened and it's continuing to happen and every day in every way i'm getting better and better Well, i'm getting better and better implies that you're already better than you were yesterday so it's a it's a supple difference but a difference that you know does make the ultimate difference in the way the unconscious subconscious mind reacts to it so i read this book and started using Uh, positive affirmations, and it helped me to feel better uh, and and control uh, the the way that I felt. But I also learned the technique, another MLQA uh, thing called the law of reversed effort. Um, Known in the NLP world, neuro-linguistic programming, as what resists persists. Sometimes people throw around the phrase, um, energy goals where attention flows. Anyway, the the example that was given is the word try, um, used correctly, is itself a powerful suggestion that you will not be able to do something. So as a hypnotist, I might get somebody to place their hands together. And after a a few minutes of giving suggestions of the hands gluing, locking, welding, cementing together, suddenly say to them, OK, now try to separate your hands. And the more you try to separate your hands, the more they stick, lock, glue, weld, cement together. And that word try can be processed by their brain as he's saying try because I won't be able to. And if their mind wraps around that idea, then they're suggesting to themselves they will not be able to, and that compounds the the, the physiological tricks that are also being used because there's tricks that are guaranteed to work that we also use. Um, Anyway, I read this and I thought, you know what? Next time a bully at school tries to hit me, Mm -hmm. rather than, please don't, please don't, I'm just going to say to them, go on, try. And I did. And I went, go on then, try what you're waiting for, because they normally give me a load of verbal nonsense and then hit me or whatever and walk up. Well, when they started the verbal nonsense, I said, what, what are you messing around for, waiting with all this verbal nonsense? If you can hit me, do it, try Go on, go on, go on, you nutter, go on, do it. Because um, I thought I had nothing to lose, but normally got hit. But a sudden kind of glazed look came over their eyes like, What is this idiot? What is this nutter doing? And I suppose it's what they would call in NLP or hypnosis. There was an element of a pattern interrupting there because the normal pattern of events they expected to occur suddenly didn't. interrupted their normal pattern. So it suddenly put them into that weird fight, flight, freeze or shite state where they were trying to work out the confusion of what was going on. And because they'd always been in the superior position, the uh, uh, the brain looks for the quickest way of coming out of this best, and their result was to suddenly go push me back towards the wall, but let go of me, uh, and suddenly go, "You're an idiot! Stay away from me! Don't come near me!" Was, giving the impression to the on, on you know on on watching onlookers that normally were laughing the head off, but were just looking, wondering what the heck was going on, that they were somehow still in control, but off they walked, didn't end up hitting me that day, and in fact, never hit me again. Uh, I'm not saying that bullying stopped completely, because there were other people that would say things verbally and stuff, but things took a dramatic improvement, and this made me think, oh, there's something in this. And it was around that time which I was by this point, because I've lumped together several years because we haven't got all day, obviously. Uh, we fast forward, and by this point, it was I would have been about 13 and a bit. And I saw a publication in England in a newsagent called WH Smith's, a publication that was called well it still is called exchange and mart it's a magazine where you could buy and sell pretty much anything and there was a section with blue pages in there you the blue pages you knew were the business opportunities and i used to look at this regularly because sometimes magic shops would advertise their new catalogs and stuff in there and i'd order them but one day i saw an advert in there and it said become a professional hypnotherapist and stage hypnotist. Fascinate, amaze people, and change their lives whilst earning money. Send stamped addressed envelope for full prospectus. And I thought, oh, I've been reading stuff about these kind of things at the library, but this is a professional. So I sent the stamped addressed envelope to find out more. And this was um, in 19 early. 1989. I was still 13 and a half, roughly, when I sent off it. And it came back to me and, ultimately, they wanted £125 United Kingdom sterling. But remember, this was back in early 1989, so that was a lot more money then. Now, I had this level of money, even though I was only... Because I'd earned it off doing my magic drills and stuff. So I basically immediately sent £125 United Kingdom Sterling uh, off. And I received back uh, a training manual and some audio tapes. Mm-hmm. And I studied these. And then I took the exam mm-hmm. that had been sent. And I sent it off the market. Well, I lied about my age. On the application form. I said that I was 18 on the application form. And I was banking on the fact that because it was being done correspondence through the post, uh, distance learning, that they would never find out my age and there was no internet at the time. That was my hope. Okay. So, didn't quite go to plan, but that was my hope. I sent it off. And a number of weeks later, by which point I had turned, because oh, with the period of study, I'd got to the point that I'd had my 14th birthday. So I was now 14 years of age. We're in 1989 and I'm 14. Uh, so it would have just been towards the end of August 1979. Through the post comes an envelope, which I open, And lo and behold, it's a letter confirming that uh, I would passed the exam. And enclosed was my uh, certification as a professional hypnotherapist. But remember, they thought I was 18. They thought I was 18. But but yeah, I was only 14. And that um, I was now a member of the Association of Professional Hypnotherapists and Parapsychologists, the APHP. And I thought, right, I... What do I do? do I do? Do I risk getting caught out down the line? Or And I started feeling guilty about lying about my age. Um, so I wrote to them and I said, look, uh, the, the head was Dr. Brian Howard. Uh, I said, Dr. Howard, um, I lied about my age. I I, I literally, I turned 14 in August. Um, I don't know what to say, except I'm sorry. I did not believe that if I told you my age that you would have um, let me take the exam, let alone take the course. And there was a few weeks delay and then I got a response and he effectively told me off uh, for lying. Uh, effectively said how disappointed on the one hand he was that I would felt the need for deception and it was all very, seemed very downhill and negative. And then suddenly it went, however, this does not negate the fact that you passed the exam, not only did you pass the exam, you passed with exceptionally high marks. As in, I can't remember exactly, but it was it was either 91 or 92%. Um, it's, which now that I, you know your age is known, um, is even more exceptional, type of thing. And um, my only choice, uh, well, obviously he did have the choice to revoke everything, but he said, "I feel that my only choice, given that you passed and so exceptionally, is to issue you a new certificate and membership." Um, credentials enclosed with your correct age. On. <clears throat> and so at the age of 14, I became the youngest ever member of the Association of Professional Hypnotherapists and Parapsychologists. Now, I never lied again to Dr. Brian Howard, but I did a little white lie for the positive intent of my future um patients um in order to help trigger the placebo effect off and the heat natural mind body healing connection i did lie about my age because i figured that i look young anyway and if i compounded that perception of being young by saying i was just 14 that that would not really set the correct psychological playground for the placebo effect to be triggered off for the mind body healing connection to be triggered through what we call it the ritual of hypnosis and so i told my local newspaper the certificate i showed them was not the new one i had been given showing my correct age but was the one that confirmed i was 18. Okay. i know a little bit naughty but i went to them and said look i'm 18 and i've just passed this and i want to offer discount sessions to people in the area to help them and they did an article with a photo of me on holding this diploma and because it had been in the local paper But despite the fact I look young, in those days, people believed what they read in the paper, especially in their local, trusted local newspaper. So it it, it embedded that belief that I was 18 and overcame the negativity of me looking so young. So that when people did book a session, that disconnect of me looking incredibly young was overcome by the fact that they'd been told by the newspaper I was 18 and the certificate said I was. I wasn't, I was 14. But I started treating people, charging money, and I was very successful, very rapidly. Um, When that article went in and I was still 14, the local radio station saw the article and invited me on and they sent me a challenge to stop somebody smoking, one of their listeners, which I did. I did a smoking cessation session on one of their randomly chosen listeners and then they followed it up like a month later and a person still was a confident, happy, healthy, relaxed, non-smoker with the stuff I'd learned from this correspondence course. Uh, and that, that is the answer as to how I learned initially because uh, I never stopped learning. Uh, you know, I learn every day from every client. I learn from every stage hypnosis show I do. I learn from every student I teach. And then those things that I learn and improve upon and expand upon and refine, um, I will then feed back into my elite hypnosis bootcamp so that my students can grow as well. But I kind of think to finish off the answer to that question nicely, the uh, a few years later, so when I was about 18, 889. Yeah, uh, yeah, about 18. Give mm-hmm. a it a few few months either side. I um got permission from Dr. Brian Howard to start using his course materials to teach the students that I by that point started teaching. Mm-hmm. And a number of years later, I ultimately a bit like Victor Kayam, the electric razor guy in America who was so impressed by the blade or the, the shaver that he bought the company. A number of years later, I took over uh, the Association of Professional Hypnotherapists and Parapsychologists and um, renamed it the Association of Professional Hypnotherapists and Psychotherapists. So it didn't have that kind of parapsychology link. And um, But ultimately was still... Uh, teaching it's grassroots the techniques that dr brian howard uh taught me but with a lot more stuff besides on top that i'd learn uh by that point and continue to learn and 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 develop as well so sorry for the slightly long answer but as you can um appreciate it was yes yes slightly amazing like you know at the age of
0: 14 you started and then Ended up becoming a trainer by the early age of 18. That was amazing. You know, it's it's
1: bizarre. Um, Really, I shouldn't, at the age of 18, well, it wasn't really about the age. More to the point, after only for four years, four to five years, having treated clients in the real world, and for about four years of that done stage hypnosis shows. Although I did an exceptional amount of stage hypnosis shows uh, in my uh, teens, because I was working um, often between seven to 14 shows a week, um, when when it was it was the in thing in the early 90s. It's nothing like that now in England, uh, but it was then, and I was seeing, Um, dozens of therapy clients a week but still nonetheless after four or five years I frankly should not have been teaching people Um, because I am very much now I, I call out the vast the vast majority of hypnotherapy trainers out there have never achieved anything of real worth in the real world And sadly, the vast majority of hypnotherapy and NLP trainers out there, they knew nothing. Then they went on a course, uh, maybe a practitioner course. Then they went on a master practitioner. Then they pay to go on another course. that's a trainer, trainer. And then when they realised the science, because they've not been taught enough if anything about marketing advertising publicity and promotion which are the real keys to running a business and arguably are more important than the so-called hypnotic techniques and arguably the marketing advertising publicity and promotion done correctly is the hypnosis and helps hypnotize the client into a belief state that it's going to work for them before they even step through your office door Um, But because they can't make enough money to give up their normal job, most hypnotherapists are part-time or struggling by. And to make extra income, they start running courses. And yet they've not successfully made themselves a profit-rich hypnotherapy business. So what right or place have they really got to be teaching other people? Um, Now, all right. Uh, By the sort of age of 19, after four or five years of having done it, I did have a profit-rich hypnosis business, Um, both on the therapy side and the stage hypnosis side. But, well, I was an anomaly. I was an exception to the rule. The only reason that this occurred was because I had a background I had experience of observing and learning from and studying marketing, advertising, publicity and promotion uh, in the course of promoting my magic shows that I'd done for years. And prior to that, having been brought up in the circus, uh, which is reminiscent of Phidias T. Barnum, the greatest showman fame you know, who allegedly said there's a sucker born every minute. He didn't. He never said that. He got attributed with saying that. If anything, he's more likely to have said what Joe Vitale, the marketing expert, called one of his books that there's a customer born every minute. Um, and, and and there is. Um, over the years that followed, um, I, I perfected... Hypnotherapy techniques that I developed my own and adapted because there's nothing new under the sun. If you do enough research and study, you know, all these newfangled fancy techniques with fancy names and protocols, and you can do this latest diploma course in this, that, the other, and spend thousands. None of it's new except the name and the certificate and the fancy logo you might get permission to use which in themselves can sometimes be worth money they can be worth a fortune if it's a really good name it's got a catchy marketing angle if it's got a really great logo that visually captures a potential client's attention and makes them think wow this is going to be powerful and will work for me and thus help set off the mind-body healing connection and the placebo effect then it can be worth money to get permission to use that logo and have that uh, placebo certificate on the wall that people see and think, wow, the person's an expert, they know what they're doing, so that they come to believe in you. Um, But there comes a point where too many people become coarse junkies, where they... Get to feel good because they've passed another course, and they think that one day they'll pass the course that's going to be the difference that makes the difference that means that they're going to make this a profit-rich uh, business that can give them the income and lifestyle that they, you know, may have only dreamed of. And the truth is, that's unlikely to ever happen with any course unless it's a course in marketing, advertising publicity and promotion, how to run a business, how to get clients, how to build your reputation and attract those people in, Um, which is what I focus on heavily, uh, as well as the techniques, but more important is putting yourself marketing, advertising, publicity and promotion, M-A-P-P. Putting yourself on the map, making yourself known, creating a situation where people hear about you and come to you and seek you out so that because they're seeking you out and they're not just looking for a hypnotherapist or a mind therapist, they're looking for, in my case, Jonathan Royal, the British bad boy of hypnosis. The people that come to me, if they're bothered by the controversy that I've had over the years that I've often purposely courted or artificially created through publicity to make myself stand out from the crowd, if they're bought off by it, or they were scared by it, or nervous by it, they wouldn't email or ring me to book an appointment.
0: Okay.
1: The p. Pe- okay? And the fact is, you cannot please all of the people all of the time. Yes, yes. You can please some of the people all of the time, all of the people some of the time, but you never please all of the people all of the time, and neither should you, because then you become a jack-of-all-trades. You become one of those hypnotherapists, mind therapists, call yourself what you want that is a jack of all trades and that's one of those websites or advertising leaflets that says I can help my clients with um asthma bulimia confidence dieting and they've got like at least one or two sometimes dozens of examples uh, for every letter of the alphabet from a through to z and it's like can you really do all that well, there's two answers to that. Yes, you potentially can using hypnosis techniques. And the techniques I teach my students, they could do all of those things quite competently and confidently. But does somebody who says they can do all that really come across as truly credible compared to perhaps say somebody who wants to, let's say, stop smoking?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They see somebody who says they can do all these things, but then they see the, um, um, let's say, make a domain up. I don't know if it's real, but I'll just make a, a website domain up like becomesmokefree.com I'm sure somebody will have that website, okay? But um they see that, and they see that all, all it advertises is that you are uh, the The country or the area's leading expert in smoking cessation that you have helped thousands of people over the years to quit smoking with the greatest of ease so that they can be a confident happy healthy relaxed non-smoker so those cravings Are left behind in the past that they may have had previously when they tried to stop for themselves. So that when they come to you and book a session, something they once thought may have proved difficult to achieve becomes so ridiculously easy with these cutting edge techniques that you've developed over these sessions. And then they see videos from past clients, seeing how wonderful you are. The jack of all trades over here, he says they can do smoking, charges like £100 maybe. United Kingdom pounds. Your smoking cessation specialist over here says that there's a waiting list for their services and that it's 500 United Kingdom pounds. Which of those two seems to be the one who's better at the job of stopping people smoking? The one who can charge 500 pounds a time? The one that all they do day in, day out is stop people smoking? There's so many elements that are as important, arguably more important than actually just the hypnotizing and bit and reprogramming the mind. Because, arguably, when your pre session marketing, advertising, publicity, and promotion is done correctly, and you charge a high enough you, you you owe it to your clients to charge a sizable above average fee. You owe it to yourself, because I'm, but also your client. Let me tell you what I mean by that. Hmm. If you're one of those hypnotherapists struggling by you, charging just the normal market rate, then you're going to be sat there potentially while you're treating your client. And your unconscious, subconscious mind could be worrying about the fact that, you know what? I hope I get some more clients this month so that I have enough money at the end of the month to pay the mortgage. To get the car repaired or, or no or, or other worries and stresses of everyday life. And if your unconscious, subconscious mind is running these programs, causing you underlying anxiety and stress and discomfort and potentially dis-ease, a lack of ease, then you could be having a negative effect on your own mental and physiological and physical health in the long term. But also, Can you truly say you're giving 100% to your client in that moment? I don't believe you can. I believe that some of your your potential, I don't want this to sound winky-wanky, arty-farty, because I'm totally against all that new age tree-hugging crap, but if your unconscious subconscious mind is somehow preoccupied with worries like that, thinking that there could be more money left sorry, more month left at the end of your money than there is money left at the end of the month, unless you get more clients, then you can't fully, your positive energy, your positive intent to help your client, can't fully be focused in the right direction. Whereas if you're charging more, so that A, you don't need as many clients, and B, with only you know a small number of clients, you're actually automatically earning way more the most hypnotherapists are, then you can very quickly have a situation where you've got more money left at the end of the month than there is a month left at the end of the money, where you can also, if you study something like the Elite Hypnosis Bootcamp that I put together, um, also have in place a a, a number of passive income streams. So you can use your hypnosis skills to create self-help audio recordings self-help books and other things that can be sold on autopilot on the internet 24 hours a day each day of the year, even while you're asleep. So you can go to bed, wake up in the morning and once it's set up and running properly, you can actually wake up and have earned more money while you've been asleep than most of your so-called competition fellow hypnotherapists will earn in the next 24 hours the next week. Um, And that gives you then a freedom and and an ability to relax. And it's better for your mental, physical, spiritual health and well-being. Um, But also it means that you can be there truly in the moment with your client, purely focused with positive intent to transmit to them that belief, confidence and conviction that you know in every nerve, fibre, tissue and muscle in your body, from the tips of your toes to the tips of your fingers, that what you do works for your clients when they truly believe that it will work for them. When they expect it to work for them. When they are truly ready for change. Which, because of the way you will have used your marketing, advertising, publicity and promotion as a bootcamp student. You will have only attracted people who are at that tipping point, who are definitely ready for change. You won't be attracting the people who want to come along uh, just so they can shut up their wife or their husband or another loved one and go, well, I tried it. I went to see a therapist. No, you'll just be getting the people who are truly ready for change. The people who are truly ready to leave behind all that self-blame, shame, guilt and regret that they built up over days, weeks, months, maybe even years for not having got off their backside and done it for themselves sooner. And yes, I am saying that they were always fully capable of making the changes for themselves because there's nothing we do as um, hypnotherapists or mind therapists that's miraculous. It can seem miraculous sometimes, uh, but the truth is there's nothing that we help facilitate for people that they couldn't have done for themselves, if only they believed in themselves. And also, if only they could find a way to let go of that self-blame, shame, guilt, and regret that they've secretly built up. Because if they woke up one morning, excuse me, just get this into my ear better, if they woke up one morning and suddenly decided, let's say, they used to be scared of spiders, and every time they saw a spider, uh, what would happen is the spider was the trigger, the activating agent, and the brain would try and pattern match and go through the filing cabinet of the subconscious, unconscious mind, find an image of spider and see that their normal reaction, their normal emotion, that's the letter E, activating agent trigger is A, pattern match, P, emotion created, one of fear, false evidence against reality, or false evidence appearing real, or fuck everything, excuse the language, fuck everything and run. Um... And that emotion causes a reaction, a thought, which is the letter T, which makes a pet, A-P-E-T, which is the human givens um, idea of apet, um, which reminds me that the human mind is often like an ape, A-P-E, that we have to tame, which is the letter T. A-P-E-T, or that it's our unconscious, subconscious mind is a bit like a, the letter A, and P E T, a pet that needs to be house trained like a puppy. Um, And using the important seeming ritualistic processes that can be called hypnotherapy, NLP, Tibetan mind controller, a whole bunch of other things. I've got loads of names and approaches myself, but they're mainly marketing things, because the techniques themselves are ultimately to fixate the client's attention, get them into apparent hypnosis, or it can even be an eyes open trance state, a fixation on one thing to the exclusion of all others, the exclusion of the possibility of it not working. So the only option they're left with is they believe and expect it to work and creating a safe healing environment where they feel that they can let go of all that self-blame, shame, guilt and regret. because. Here's the key, I call it the Royals hierarchy of human needs. Um, There's Maslow's hierarchy of human needs, the idea you need food, shelter and all that, this is Royals hierarchy of human needs. It's my belief and experience, and my experience now of over 32 years of doing therapy, I'm 46 and a bit that all human beings need i'm not saying that they want or they consciously realize this but they need to feel some people want to as well but mm-hmm. these more to feel loved wanted needed appreciated cared for cherished and valued now those seven things all sound very similar and sound like it's about belonging being wanted A lot of it is about that. But in actual fact, if you get a dictionary and look up these words, loved, wanted, needed, appreciated, cared for, cherished and valued, they're all ever so slightly different as well. Some apply to self-confidence. Some apply to self-image. Some apply to Mm self-esteem and some apply to self-control, a.k.a. willpower. So if there is any imbalance in the level that somebody feels loved, wanted, needed, appreciated, cared for, cherished and valued, then it will have a knock-on effect on their levels of self-confidence or self-image or self-esteem or self-control or a combination thereof. There could be different levels in all of them. And if there's an imbalance in any of them, it will have a knock-on effect to their levels of self-respect self-worth, self-love, and selfishness of a positive nature. And by that I give the scenario of being on a plane, there being in an emergency, they will tell you that if you've got kids, put your oxygen mask on first, which at first thought sounds selfish. It's actually you've got to help yourself first before you can help other people you've got to be selfish to be selfless you put on the oxygen mask you will not pass out then you can spend time putting on all your children's oxygen masks if you put on one of your children's oxygen masks first you might pass out and then your other two kids don't get an oxygen mask sometimes you've got to be selfish to be selfless And if there's been any imbalance in any of them, then that will make the person feel in some uh, respect lacking, that there's some sort of hole, something missing within. Um, They don't feel like a full whole person or they feel trapped or they feel negative and it will cause a whole bunch of negative things. What we do, and they'll also start building up Um, to some degree levels of self-blame, shame, guilt and regret because they start to self-blame themselves on some level even if consciously they know it's through other people bullying them or giving them negativity or negative experiences they had in the formative years from birth Sigmund Freud said up to about seven and so did uh, Carl Gustav Jung. I personally say it's probably from birth till around puberty, teenage years, uh, the formative years where Our personal laptop computers get programmed more often negatively than we'd imagine. And we're running those negative programs from the rest of our lives. And the the keys are, one of them is to do inner child work and um, go in and basically reassure the inner child that went through that traumatic or negative experience. And I don't mean by trauma, I don't mean sexual abuse or being physically beaten up. It can be something as simple as a teacher saying you're not good enough. Yeah. Uh, but as a child experiencing it and it getting frozen in time, the effect that can have late in later years and as an adult, it's still running a child's programme. It's no longer appropriate for us, but yet we're still reacting like a child. And we can go in and reprogram those things, our personal laptop computers, so that the child grows up and feels better and heals so that then we can react as the adult without that conflict because when the conflict's there when the imagination the imagination is the unconscious subconscious mind and mlqa also correctly said when the imagination that doesn't know the difference between reality and what's imagined when the imagination and the conscious will are in conflict the imagination will always win so if you're running negative programs here they're always going to win whatever conscious effort you put in. So you need to get in there with hypnosis, bypass the critical faculty analytical area of the brain with a psychological distraction. Some call it a hypnotic induction process. It can just be a fixation on tapping the certain points on the body. It's just something that occupies the conscious mind to distract it so that you can get in and be guided to reprogram in a positive way and also heal that inner child. So that ultimately, the key to what what we do as therapists, or should be the key, and certainly with the successful students I've taught around the world, the real key is to help that client, well there's two things, one of them is to help that client offload all the self-blame, shame, guilt, and regret that they walk into our consulting room with, I'll go back to that in a minute, and the other is to have them leave in that consulting room so that they feel And feelings are purely imaginary. They don't have to have any basis in reality. So this person could be a loner in life by self-choice. But it is still possible for them to to end up feeling positive feelings, uh, even if there's nobody around them, because it's just a, a psychologically manufactured thing. So our aim is to reverse everything and make it positive so that they end up leaving our office feeling loved, wanted, needed, appreciated, uh, loved, wanted, needed, appreciated, cared for, cherished and valued. So that when they feel those things, it, boom, balances out their self-confidence, their self-image, their self-esteem and their self-control. That then, boom, balances out their self-respect, their self-worth, their self-love, And their positive selfishness, which, boom, helps fill that gap that they felt before and make them feel whole and worthy and free and full of potential. And that is what our job is as therapists, whatever important seeming ritualistic process it is that we use to get that. And one of the big things that we also give people is permission to change, an excuse to change and a safe environment to do that in. And what I mean by that is if imaginary client John woke up one morning um, and said, sorry, I I was on about um, spider phobics before and then I went off on one. So let's say it's the spider person. They wake up one morning, they they think for a moment, I don't want to see a spider. um, And I'm on about a lot of this may happen unconsciously. I don't want to see a spider, pattern match it, see previous Examples of me having been scared, creating the emotion of fear, and then the thought of get away from the spider, be scared, gets me. I don't want to do that anymore. Mm. In fact, you know what? I won't, because I do know consciously that um, it's not going to kill me and all, all the evidence out there that people have said to them over the years, you know what, I just won't be scared of it anymore. Or I might be scared but I'll be less scared than last time because the biggest worst part of the fear was the fact that I thought, you know what, I was scared before so I've got to be scared again. And it's like a rehearsal each time you do it, you do it more. We need to break that cycle. And they would be fully capable of doing that. And you know, the next time they saw a spider it would be not perfect it'd be less than it was and next time it'd be even less and over a period of probably quite a number of occasions but their pattern matching when they saw the trigger the pattern wouldn't have as much fear associated to it so eventually it would come to a point where it just wouldn't bother them unfortunately that would be the ideal scenario but at some point, let's say they woke up in the morning, decided this is what they were going to do. And then later that day, they were at a friend's house, and a spider scurried across and the friend saw it and thought, I won't say anything because, you know, John might have a panic attack. But then John sees it and remarks about the spider and goes, oh, get a glass, we'll get rid of it. And the friend thinks that's not how John reacts normally. They go, John? What, why are you reacting so differently than you used to? And John might go, well, I've just decided not to uh, let it bother me in the way it used to do in the past, any longer. And the friend would go, well, if it's that simple, why didn't you do it sooner, you idiot? Or some reaction that ultimately would end up making John feel bad about having made those changes. So he wouldn't feel loved once he needed to appreciate, care for, cherish, and value. It would have a negative domino effect and compound things. So to escape that feeling bad, the way to get back to safety, apparent safety, but it isn't because they're going to end up feeling something's missing. But the way to get back to that is to relapse and go back to the behaviours where they then got attention from people about, oh, don't worry, don't worry, I'll sort it out. But also it removes that negativity of getting criticised for not having done it sooner. Whereas... If they seek out a professional therapist who's got this professional, uh, the more prestigious your reputation appears to be through your advertising in your website, and that's where charging more comes in as well, because the perceived value, you must be better. Being a specialist in a certain area means you must be the expert. If you can create a scenario where they see you and book a session with you, and they are already amplifying that belief that you are the best at helping people to, say goodbye forever to their spider phobia and that they therefore by booking and making that financial commitment truly expect it to work because of all the social proof they've seen testimonial videos from past clients and uh, and press cuttings and uh, and various other elements of marketing advertising publicity and promotion you've used to firmly put yourself on the map so those people think boom that person will help me you know with this outcome. They can come to your office, come in, and it doesn't really matter that much what important seeming ritualistic process you do, as long as you do something so that the client can buy into it and believe that that was a necessary part of the treatment. Because when they leave, they've now got a kind of invisible force field, uh, uh, an invisible suit, protection against any potential negativity because when they don't react the way they used to in the past and they're now a confident happy healthy relaxed person who feels calm and comfortable should they see a spider well when their friends notice this and say what happened they can't get any blame because they can say well you know what i would have done it sooner if i'd known about this wonderful expert in overcoming spider phobias Uh, And then I also had to save up the money to go and see them because they're not cheap because they're such an expert. And I wish I had been able to do it sooner, but I couldn't. But I have done it now and I'm no longer scared because I've been to the expert. There's nowhere for their friend to go with that because it's not their friend's fault for not having had the money or not having known about this expert before perceptively. So they cannot be blamed. So... That removes all potential self-blame, shame, guilt, and regret from them for not having got off their ass and done it themselves sooner and gives them a protection against any criticism uh, for not having done it sooner, which means it creates a scenario where they can do what they always could have done for themselves but without any potential negative backlash. Awesome. Amazing. So... Cool. Uh...
0: Thank you very much for that clarification, and uh, it it I'm sure it uh, helps a lot of people, uh, Jonathan. And uh, you have created so many protocols, so many protocols of hypnosis. So could you please uh, brief Tell a you- bit about that as well? Yeah.
1: I'll 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 tell you uh, what they are. I'm just going to open the other screen so that I've got a list I can uh, read. Uh, I'll tell you what they are. Bear in mind that some of these do have um, uniquely my kind of approach, protocols connected to them. Some of them are actually just marketing techniques, namely a name, and an advertising logo that visually will trigger off potential clients desire to want to come to you mm-hmm. to believe that you're the right person so that you get permission to use the logo and the certificate but some of them are actual processes and scripts as well or techniques you have to learn and adapt to each client um but yeah when you uh join the elite hypnosis boot camp you get access to all the following. Now, I don't expect anyone to ever study all of what's in the bootcamp. The point is, well, I like an approach such as I got with Brian Howard years ago, that you will get what you need to enable you to actually create a successful, profitable uh, business that helps people. As in, you never need to spend another penny with me ever again. I actually give a money back guarantee that you will never need to do that. Um, but anyway enough of that the protocols obviously normal hypnotherapy but there is my latest one which uh, i'm doing a live online zoom course at the start of march this year um that will be the first time that i've issued qualifications and training materials in time transformation therapy Mm -hmm. and mind hacks to the future um Number two, uh, Complete Mind Therapy, CMT for short, the proven one-session treatment approach for most all habits, addictions, fears, phobias, and other issues from A through to Z. And it's called Complete Mind Therapy because that's a marketing employee in itself. It's complete, which implies there's nothing missing, which implies that other therapies are inferior. Complete Mind Therapy. And the logo for it, you have to look on the um on ultimatehypnosiscourse.com or the links that will be above or below the video but the logo uh, that says you're a member of the association of complete mind therapists the a and the c are in red and the shapes so when you look at it acmt it looks like a heart it says association of complete mind therapists Getting to the heart of your problems it makes the person feel loved Wanted, needed, appreciated. It all ties in with everything I've been saying. All of these do. There's mind-emotion liberation techniques. Melt, for short. Use these techniques to help your clients melt their problems away, often in a matter of minutes. You'll learn complete unconscious reprogramming of emotional disease and distress, the initials of which is cured. Um, This means you can give your clients the cure to their problem to help ensure they leave your office cured and if you're in a country like england where you're not allowed to use the word cure or cured in your advertising as a hypnotherapist or mind therapist if you can on your website display your certification as a practitioner of complete unconscious reprogramming of emotional disease and distress and mention that you offer sessions in cured and offer your clients the cure, you can actually use those words in a context and manner that makes it legal and lawful. Seek your own legal advice to do so because you're just stating a fact. You are not claiming to offer your clients a cure. So it means that your website ranks higher than other people's because it gets found because a lot of people do. It's all about marketing, advertising, publicity, and promotion. Um, so yeah, cured. Um Number 5 psychophysioenergetic alignment of changing energies and emotions, which the initials are P-E-A-C-E, peace. Use these techniques to give your clients peace of mind and also to help ensure that they have inner peace. Number six, hypnotic override pain elimination, H-O-P-E, hope. Use this to help clients overcome and eliminate pain issues and also to give them hope for a better life. Number seven, inner revision therapy, IRT, a rapid form of hypnoanalysis to find the root cause of long-term emotional issues and then to positively and permanently remove the symptoms and side effects that used to cause the client's issues and also involves elements of inner child therapy. Number eight, Virtual gastric band hypnosis, the complete mind therapy approach. This is the far more affordable and also non-surgical and therefore safer alternative to invasive gastric band weight loss surgery. Number nine, person-centered psychotherapy, PCP. Sounds like a drug. Um, But person, the word person, P-E-R-S-O-N, stands for positive emotional responses and switch off negatives. And with all of these, saying it verbally is nowhere near as powerful as seeing the logo, which you can see on the website. When they see the logo, that connects with their unconscious, subconscious mind, imagination, and helps trigger off that wow, this is the solution for me. And it's powerful response. Number 10, drug release therapy, DRT. But mm-hmm. with the logo for this, you'll see the D, the R, the T. The R, the one straight line of it is in one color and the rest that makes the R is in a different color. So when you look at it, it's not just DRT, but your unconscious sees the word dirt. It's, it's all, all of these things have been structured to make your success easier. Drug Release Therapy, DRT, stands for dissolve regrets and resentment, understand guilt and grief, release and reprogram emotional learnings, eliminate anger, anguish, anxiety and stress as you strengthen and energize positively. Which conveniently, as well as using the letters of drug release therapy, also genuinely describes what you do to help somebody get off drugs. Number 11, Hypnotic Plastic Surgery, HPS the non-invasive alternative to cosmetic surgical procedures to make people feel better about their bodies. Number 12, Advanced Master Practitioner of Clinical Hypnotherapy, which is accredited by the United Kingdom Board of Clinical Hypnotherapy. Number 13, Advanced Master Practitioner in Neuro-Linguistic Programming, NLP, which is endorsed by the Neuro-Linguistic Programming Practitioners Association. Number 14 celebrity lifestyle coaching practitioner accredited by the international practitioners of holistic medicine. Number 15 you get your diplomas in past life regression PLR and future life progression FLP which we're expanding upon in the uh, March Time Transformation and Mind Hacks for the Future event. Number 16, stage hypnosis and street hypnotism are covered in full. Number 17, you get your levels of Reiki energy healing and also your master trainer in Reiki. Number 18, you can earn your advanced practitioner of sanamentology and become a sanamentologist. Number 19, master practitioner of rapid instant change hypnosis. Rich, for short, R-I-C-H, to help your clients enrich their lives. You see that in all of these, there's almost cheesy-sounding marketing taglines, but they work with the logos. When you see the logos, they work even better, especially when targeted to certain target markets of clients. I also teach controversially my approach of shitnosis. It's not for everyone, but... That would enable you to get your shit gnosis, yes, shit, as in poo. shit Gnosis practitioner, helping you get over shit in your life and get your shit together. Number 21, the Mind Bleach Mental Antivirus. Bleach stands for buried and layered emotions and energies altered, accepted and cleansed healthily. And it kills 100% of all known negative mind germs. Number 22, the Shithead Protocol. The letters of shithead, s-h-i-t-h-e-a-d, stand for subconscious human interaction therapy, helping everyone achieve destiny. Number 23, the magic solution, mental acceptance, growth and internal change. It's waving a psychological magic wand to make your life better, hence the logo involves a magic wand. 24, the SCAT process. SCAT stands for subconsciously charged analytical tapping, enabling you to knock all the negative shit out of yourself. 25, the fuck that system, F-U-C-K-T-H-A-T system. The letters stand for fully unconscious conditioning knowledge, therapy, honoring absolute transformation. Number 26, you get shite lifetime membership. That stage hypnotist and international therapist extraordinaire. As well as gaining access to being able to learn, all of these and get qualified in them, all of them are approved, endorsed and accredited by the United Kingdom Board of Clinical Hypnotherapy, UKBCH, Personal Development Associates USA, the Neuro Linguistic Programming Practitioners Association NLPPA, the Royal Institute of Hypnotherapy and Psychotherapy RIHP, the Mind Care Organization UK Limited and the International Practitioners of Holistic Medicine IPHM and a whole bunch of others and here's the other thing you will also get at no additional cost lifetime membership should you wish to join, to the Association of Professional Hypnotherapists and Psychotherapists, APHP, and the Association of Complete Mind Therapists, the ACMT, and if you're so inclined towards the entertainment um, side of hypnosis, you can gain lifetime membership, no yearly fees, to the Professional Organization of Stage Hypnotists, POSH, and the Association of Professional Stage Hypnotists, APSH. There's all of them, plus you can also study and earn uh, qualifications in a whole bunch of complementary and alternative medicine approaches such as massage, reflexology, meditation, mindfulness. My guaranteed nutshell is this, that if you join the Elite Hypnosis Boot Camp, firstly, you will get the most affordable, in terms of value for money, package of stuff in the entire world because as well as learning these things there's everything you ever need to know about marketing advertising publicity and promotion you even get um press release templates to get yourself media publicity you get um business plans that you can follow step by step with sales letters you can use to break into corporate companies for example you get professionally made promotional videos that don't say your name or my name they don't say anyone's name on just it could be perceived as being from you that all you need to you do is use fiverr.com as we teach you in the boot camp to get someone to put a screen on the end of the video that says contact your name and website for details and then it looks like you've got this professional promotional video there's ones covering all the profitable areas, smoking cessation, weight loss, confidence, stress, anxiety, that you can use on YouTube, Instagram, and all social media platforms. We've got training in all the social media platforms. Um, basically, it's a business in a box. I hate the cliche, but it is. One that I guarantee you will never need to spend another penny on training with anyone, anywhere, ever again, in any manner. This is a guarantee a results-driven, profit-driven guarantee that clearly states, and I quote from the website, we, my company, I guarantee that just so long as you study and follow the advice on marketing, advertising, publicity and promotion, given both during the live Mind, Trans- uh, Mind Hacks to the Future time transformation event happening at the start of March, or after that, from the recordings of that, together with the stuff that's in the boot camp, that by way of the elite hypnosis bootcamp and the mind hacks event that you are guaranteed to earn at the bare minimum, at least 12,000 United States dollars, 12,000 United Kingdom sterling or 12,000 euros or 12,000 the equivalent of that kind of money in your country more, as long as that's achievable, that what would be on a par with that? So if you're in a country, you know, where people have less money, um, it would be on a pro rata basis but that you will earn that kind of level that kind of percentage more bottom line profits after cost and expenses from your mind therapy skills in the 12 months after taking the course than you did in the 12 months before attending the course or you get 100 percent of your money back nobody anywhere in the world is offering that kind of guarantee the guarantee is fully laid out in detail on the website, ultimatehypnosiscourse.com, or even easier, it's H for Harry, T for trance, G for green, and then the word live, L-I-V-E, so it's h-t-g-live.com. That is details of the Elite Hypnosis Bootcamp. However, for details of the March 2022 mind hacks to the future event and if you're seeing this video after that time and it's already happened it will all be recorded and the replays will be available from the link that's below and by getting the replays of the mind hacks to the future event or attending live you will automatically get free lifetime membership to the elite hypnosis boot camp so the cheapest way the cheapest way to get in the boot camp and never have to spend another penny is to come to the March Mind Hacks to the Future event, a link to which will be below the YouTube video or wherever this video is shared on social media. I'll share it far and wide for you as well. Um, for full legal disclosure purposes, I will state that if you use the link below this video to sign up for the Mind Hacks to the Future Time Transformation event in March 2022, or use that link after the event uh to get the replays that that link that will be there below the video will be this gentleman's affiliate link that i will have made sure he has got correct before he posts it around and it will mean all it will mean to you is that you're helping to support this wonderful gentleman's work you will still be paying exactly the same low, amazing once in a lifetime bargain value for money price which is currently at the time of this interview is the boot camp on its own normally sells for 4,997 United States dollars and if you bought everything in it individually from all my different websites as different courses or things it will cost you over 15,000 United States dollars but as a boot camp it's 4,997 dollars although It's on offer to people who watch this for just 497 United States dollars. Or to be more precise, it's on offer for 397 United Kingdom pounds, 397 pounds sterling, because that is what it will cost to either attend the Mind Hacks to the Future Time Transformation Therapy event live in March, or to get the recordings, if it's after March 2022, from the link below this video. So even if it's 2023 when you see this video, this link below will take you to a page where you can buy the recordings of the Time Trance event. And if you do that, which will only cost you £397 United Kingdom sterling, I will keep that price until at least Christmas 2023, for the mind hacks to the future recordings but after that it could rise and the price of the boot camp bought from ultimatehypnosiscourse.com or htglive.com directly from me will rise before then but if you use the link that's below for the time hacks uh mind hacks to the future time transformation event you will get free boot camp membership so all it will cost you until mm, uh, christmas 2023 is £397 United Kingdom sterling and a percentage of that as an affiliate payment, thank you, will go to this wonderful gentleman who's one-sided me depending on the way uh, the video ends up going out Uh, but it makes no difference to you, you pay the same, it's just my way of saying thank you uh, for giving this opportunity to people watching this so karmically you can do good as well as helping yourself and um, yeah that's the Elite Hypnosis Bootcamp.
0: Wonderful. Thank you very much, Jonathan. It was wonderful talking to you. Thank you for your time. and. Uh... Thank you.
1: It's been a pleasure. Please let me know when this goes out. Send me the link. I'll share sure. it around as well. And um, I've got to jump on a radio interview in 10 minutes time.
0: Sure. I'm
1: doing a recording Thank for you. an interview yeah. in Ireland that goes out tomorrow morning. So when I've done that, so in about an hour's time, I will send you through a reminder of, uh, if you've not already done it how to set up your affiliate link so sure. you've got the link for going below the video right
0: thank you very much Diana. thank you
1: everybody Believing yourself you 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 can just decide you can as the therapist you can decide to let go of all your self-blame shame guilt and regret so that you can start to feel all those positive things and feel whole and loved inside because you know what You can tell a positive white lie. If any of your friends and family suddenly notice that you've started making positive changes and start wondering why you have and start asking why didn't you do it sooner if it was that easy, just tell a little white lie and say, well, it wasn't that easy. I had to go and see an expert therapist in that field. They won't know you haven't. That will give you the same protection. Good luck, everybody. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye-bye. I'll
1: speak soon.